Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and this is our next episode of Who Not How and my great partner. And I have to tell you, this is my great psychological deep thinker, Ben Hardy, because this is the first time that I've had a doctorate of psychology as one of my partners, and I'm benefiting so much about the who not how concept and how it connects to many different areas of psychological research that I, not being a psychologist, did not know. So Ben, it's really been great. We were talking just briefly before we started the podcast about the notion that the concept of who not how, and again, just to frame it for everybody who's listening in the first place, is that it all has to do when you see a new goal for something for yourself, bigger and better in the future, there's an initial sense, I guess it would be dopamine. Resistance, right? There's an emotional resistance. But first of all, there would be dopamine, right? You'd get a- Oh, well, yeah, you get so much dopamine from setting a goal and from having a little bit of an imagination. Because you can imagine what it would be like. And you brought up a very interesting idea. You're actually seeing a different you. Totally. The goal is actually, you're very excited about a future version of yourself that is actually different. Yeah. And we'll come back to that because I had not really, really been... I'll send you a really cool paper on that, Dan. (laughs) ...really clear about that. But then immediately you're confronted by your present circumstances that to get from where you are right now to this bigger and better goal, things have to be done, which we call hows, and you're not really good at the hows. If you were, this wouldn't be a bigger and better goal. You would already be doing the things that you love. And therefore, I would say the vast majority of people would say, well, that's impossible. I can't get there. But no, what has to happen is that you have to switch and say, well, it's a wonderful goal and I'm going to get there, but I'm not going to do the hows. This how is immediately going to tell me that I'm going to have a new who in my life who loves doing the thing that I fear, that I dread, and that tires me out and fatigues me. And I just don't want to do the how, but I'm going to find a who to do this. Ben, we're talking about something that's really possible in the 21st century. You know, I was born in 1944, and this really wasn't that possible when, you know, I was born and growing up. I mean, everybody had to do a lot of hows that they didn't like, so much so that the entire educational system that we have today is still living by a philosophy that was probably necessary in the 1950s, maybe 1960s, but it's completely irrelevant today. The purpose of education is to have bigger and better goals where you identify the house and then find the teamwork and collaboration with who's who actually help you achieve the goals. That's what children should be learning today. Teenagers, people in their 20s, as a matter of fact, it's really useful right up to 100. Yeah. What I love about this is, and I'll talk a little bit about kind of the global context now, but what I'm really gathering, Dan, from who not how, is that the size of your future is completely influenced by your willingness to who. <laughs> like once you start whoing, and you talk about multiple futures, which I really like because we have multiple selves in the yep. future. And basically your level of commitment to that future is completely dependent on your willingness to who. If you're not committed to creating that bigger and better future and that new self with all that abundance, then you're not going to who. You're just going to deal with hours and hours of unnecessary dread time. But what I really love about what you're saying is that the world is totally different. Like even my ability to know Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan is someone who I listened to podcasts on when I was in graduate school and things like that. And what's amazing about the global world we live in now is that not only can you 
connect with who's, you know, actually the four hour work week, which was written by Tim Ferriss, maybe 12 or 13 years ago. That was the first book that kind of showed people you can begin outsourcing a lot of things like to digital assistants and whatnot. You can free up your time immediately, but also, you know, you can connect with almost anyone if you learn like the principles of who, not how. I mean, I connected with Dan, I connected with Joe Polish. I mean, you can learn to connect with just about anyone if you learn how to apply these principles. So the internet makes it so easy and the world is so small now. Yeah, you just mentioned a word that might be part of the problem and that is outsourcing sounds like a lot of work. Like people know they should, you know, I work purely with entrepreneurs. Well, just like hiring feels like a lot of work. A lot of solopreneurs won't build a company. Like delegating. It was so funny because one of our coaches, who's our longest, so I'm one coach in our company and we have 17 other coaches. And the coach who has the most experience is in his 24th year of coaching. And he was a strategic coach participant and has been for close to 30 years. He said, you know, every workshop for up until a year and a half ago, two years ago, he says, we say delegate. Yeah, I said, delegate, delegate. Yeah, it's like Rain Man, you know, with Dustin Hoffman. Definitely, definitely got to delegate. Yes, got to delegate. But they never delegate. And he said, and then we got the concept of who, not how. And they said, oh, wow, who, not how. Boy, that sure beats delegation. (laughs) And I said, you know, it's actually right, because delegating is kind of going through a really unpleasant period where you have to educate somebody who isn't as good as you to do something that you hate doing and they're going to hate you because you gave them this thing that they also hate. And that's what delegation sounds like, you know. So you use the word outsourcing. In fact, I think actually what's happening here is insourcing. Yeah, you're bringing people into your team. Yeah, you're attracting people. I love that. You're bringing them to you. Yeah, you're not outsourcing. You're actually insourcing. Yes, that's such a better frame. They're becoming a part of your team. Well, you're seeking freedom. You're visualizing very vividly a future different version of yourself. And that just created a bundle of new energy in the universe. And all of a sudden, the perfect people to actually assist you to become that new person are insourced. I love that. That is such a better way of looking at it. Because they're part of your team. They're part of your universe now to create the bigger future. Because outsourcing just sounds like more how. I, I don't like outsourcing, you know. I, I'd i rather read murder mysteries, you know, <laughs> murder well, mysteries. So Tim Ferriss <laughs> called it, you know, outsourcing. And I think that the whole world still kind of frames bringing people in or hiring people as either delegating or outsourcing. Or Your frame of who, not how is all about getting people who are already good at this. They already love it. They're not mad at you for doing the job. They want to do that work. No, they're grateful. You're a hero in their life because you're giving them a chance to shine at the thing they love most doing. Totally. And your concept of being a hero is so important. You know, like the people on your team who you're insourcing in, you're being a hero to them because you're allowing them to be a part of something big that they get to have a huge role in. So it's beautiful. Well, I want to tell you something because we've been at the Strategic Coach Program. This is our 30th year. And I've been coaching entrepreneurs, this is my 45th year, and I've come to a real fundamental breakthrough about what we're actually doing here in Strategic Coach. And it had to do with taking entrepreneurs' daydreams seriously. (laughs) So one day in one of our advanced Strategic Coach workshops, I said, when you daydream as an entrepreneur and you daydream about yourself in the future, 
So best possible daydream, I wrote it on the whiteboard and I drew a circle around it. And I said, I just want you to free think here and I'd like you to just close your eyes. And when you imagine yourself operating at a much higher level, much more enjoyable level as an entrepreneur, what are some of the aspects of it? And it was kind of like a Venn diagram, you know, There were certain things that were different from each other, but there was an overlap with every single person, and that is that I'm creating enormous value doing an activity I love, and I have no competition. I have no competition. So we played around with this, and just out of that conversation that day in the next workshop, a concept came, it's called the free zone frontier, okay? And you're in a free zone, And it's a frontier in the sense that no one has ever done this before. So you're actually pushing the frontier of entrepreneurship out. But, you know, it's like the old Walt Disney, the cartoon movie of Dumbo, 1940 or so. You know, everybody knows elephants can't fly. But Dumbo was worthless as an elephant, but Dumbo had ears, which allowed him to fly. And it's a beautifully done thing because since elephants don't know how to fly. There was no senior adult elephant who could ever tell Dumbo what the experience was going to be like because no elephant had ever flown before. So every entrepreneur in the world grows up and the moment they can walk and they have entrepreneurial aspirations, they know that it's all constant get worse competition. Doesn't matter what you do, pretty soon the competition will catch up with you and they'll drive your price down and it's gonna be more miserable and you're gonna be less productive. So this is like elephants. Elephants know that you get heavier and heavier and you get older and older. And and then this one very strange outlier elephant has the capability of flying and Creating value that you actually love with no competition is like elephants flying. You know, it's a Dumbo moment. It's <laughs> it's a it's a Dumbo moment. But the thing is that the who not how is the trigger for this. I mean, I'm bringing it back to who not how because every entrepreneur's have you know when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You know, the most successful entrepreneurs who do the things, they're unusual because they do the things that other people hate and they hate it, but the other people give up and they don't have enough persistence. And I said, no, no, what you're gifted at is seeing a future version of yourself that gives you a lot of energy. And if you could just communicate that energy of who you are as a person, you would just attract enormous amount of the right type of capabilities who would immediately take everything that you didn't want to do to get to that goal. And they said, we'd love to help you out here. We'd love to be part of your team. (laughs) You just gave me a huge epiphany, Dan. One of the things that we think about when we think about futures or we think about goals is we think about the goal itself, the outcome. What we don't realize is that the future is always ourself. We're just seeing a different version of ourself. That is the goal. Every future is the future version of ourself. And the thing here, so if you are practicing who, not how, you come to a moment You know, let's say it's today and you say, from now on, when I have a goal, I'm going to look at all the hows that are required to get to that goal. And I'm only going to do the things which I already am great at doing and I love doing. But everything else required in the project is going to go to someone who also loves it. And my job is to say what the new, bigger version of myself is and why that's so important and why it's important to many other people besides me. So this is the project and I'm just looking for 
people out there with unusual skills who will free me up just to be my future self and actually add their skills, add their skills. Would you help me be a bigger, better, much improved version of myself? Would you be interested in doing that? Well, this is a quote that I stole from you, Dan. I stole this quote from you and it's actually in Willpower Doesn't Work. It's surround yourself with people who remind you more of your future than of your past. Oh yeah, yeah. And so if you surround yourself with people who remind you of your future self, who are the who's that are going to be in yourself's future? What are they going to be doing? What kind of work are you going to be doing? So when it talks about like the free zone frontier, about basically being able to do things that no one else is mm-hmm. doing, that's essentially where you've got an entrepreneur who's already been applying who, not how. They've already begin to insource all sorts of amazing capabilities so that they have the free time, right? They've got the time to think about bigger versions of themselves and then they begin collaborating with others, right? Yes. The thing about this that I find really interesting, so people say, so at the end of the road with strategic coach is the free zone frontier. And I said, nope, the first time you practice who, not how, you've just created a free zone that none of your competitors have because they will follow the old rules of howing. You know, they were taught in school, junior kindergarten, grade school, you know, high school, if they went to college or they went to training school, that the secret is the people who are best at doing the house that they hate. And you can't cheat anywhere along the line and, you know, kind of slough off the work. So by the time they're in their 20s, they are totally marinated in how. And if they don't do the how properly, they should feel guilty. They should feel kind of morally inferior. You know, they should be feeling very, very guilty. And what I'm saying is, no, the moment that you've practiced who, not how, You've created a free zone that your competitors can't compete with because none of them are doing what you're doing. First of all, they're not setting bigger and better goals, better version of themselves. So they're competing against your bigger and better version of yourself. You've got an unnatural competition there. Not only that, but your capabilities are multiplying around you because you are insourcing every unique capability you need to be that bigger and better person. Yeah, I mean, it just reminds me of the concept you have of Elon Musk. And if Elon Musk, what, five years ago would have started creating a free zone frontier where he took his brilliant innovation and he started collaborating with someone who had amazing distribution opportunities like Ford or anyone. Or Toyota. Toyota for 100 years has mastered how you pump out 9 million cars. Yeah, the collaboration is the unique combination of capabilities, which is the free zone. And it's insane what's created because no one else can create that unique combination. (laughs) I mean, I just recently applied that, you know, when I started working with Tucker Max on this book, I knew that my ideas and my ability to communicate them were good, but I had no idea how to make a book in the way that genius. So I just realized when I combined me and Tucker Max with this last book, there's no one else who can compete with that because that right there, that is a free zone. And so, yeah, Yeah. blowing people. Well, the other thing is that people said, when is one of your little books going to become a big book? And I said, I have no idea because I have no desire to go and work with a publisher. Usually their timelines are like 18 months. I don't have the the follow through and you have meetings and you have to meet with the editor and everything. I said, I have no patience for that. And then I learned very quickly when I first met you, Ben, and this goes back to our great friend Joe Polish, you know, who 
really created the setting where Ben and I could meet each other. Ben gave this great presentation on how he had, over a very short few years, got to be one of the most popular blog writers in the world, on the most popular blog platform in the world, and it was a real science to it and a real craft and technology that he had mastered. And I read his blogs, and I said, boy, oh boy, you know, I mean, he's got such an engaging style. But not only that, you had actually turned it into a business model because with every blog, there was a download of extra information, and then people could sign up for that, and you've turned that into a, an online coaching program. And I said, boy, really, really great. And then we met, and you told me, well, I came here because you're one of the people I wanted to meet. Then I found out you had an agent, you had a publisher, you had the experience, and then I did the who, not how. And he says, Ben, he says, I'll write the book for you. He says, I know the ropes on how to get your little book into a big book. And I was sitting there, and I said, wow, wow. And he said, no, no, don't you worry. I said, I know the whole process, and I know all the hows. You don't have to think about it. Just pump out more small books. You just keep making those small books. <laughs> yeah, and I create a small book every quarter, but I have nine members on my team. I just come up with the idea, and I'm interviewed like you're interviewing me. And for those who are listening for the first time, we're actually doing this podcast called Who Not How?, because this is part of our collaboration and teamwork in producing the big market version of Who Not How. And you've included Tucker Max now to come on to our project. We've insourced Tucker Max. Yeah, and there's other people we're going to insource to ensure that this book does as well as it could. Because what I've learned is that it's not enough just to have a good idea. You need to write it in a powerful way, but then you need to frame it in a way, and then you need to market it in a way. I mean, there's so many hows that stop people from having yeah. a bigger future. Yeah. I mean, in order to have the big future that Dan's creating, you have to have so much insourcing, which is fun. It creates so much energy because then the goals just keep growing, and you get to watch yourself expand in ways you never would have thought to, you know? Yeah. And just in fairness, I am 45 years older than Ben, okay? So I was starting to get to mid-age drift by the point that Ben was actually born, you know? Well, I mean, one of the most genius ways to who not how is to collaborate with people who are at totally different places. Yeah. I mean, that's where the whole becomes very different from the sum yeah. of the parts. Yeah, and the thing about this is that, you know, in my life right now at 75, and I just had a birthday, I was in London because part of our company is really growing quickly in London. So I said, you know, it's really interesting. I'm through three quarters of a century of my life. And I thought through first 25, you know, really enjoyable, grew fast. I found the second 25 really trying. I had a couple bankruptcies. I had a divorce and four orthopedic surgeries. And I was just sorting myself out. So that was tough. And the last 25 have just been superb because they've been in partnership with the greatest person in my life, which is Bab Smith. And she's my wife. Such a powerful who in your life. Yeah. And then she's my business partner. And she runs the company and I run the program. So I have that. So I'm 75. And it was funny, Ben, because I haven't shared this with you. And I said, so what do you want to work on? I said, you know, I'm kind of handled. I really am kind of the person I always dreamed I could be right now. And now it's just being a hero to a growing number of other people and using all the concepts that we've developed in Strategic Coach and, you know, all the structures and support. I came up with this neat goal. So we're taking a survey during this 
90-day period of getting revenues, what's called EBITDA, which is actually the useful part of your profit as a company, and then your personal income, how much is coming to you personally. We're going to get an average of last year, this year, next year, and we're using you know, whatever currency, Canadian, U.S., or pounds, and we're going to get an average of our entire client base right now, 80% good. In other words, we'll have an 80% participation. And then whatever that average is right now, when I'm 100 years old, it's 1,000, 1,000 times, okay? It'll be over a trillion dollars. I know right now that we're talking about maybe a couple trillion dollars. You know, it's 25 years down the road. This will be 2044. So in addition to going 1,000 times, my goal is that we'll rank in the top 20 countries in the world for GMP, for the Strategic Coach Entrepreneurial Network. I said, that's a really neat goal that I'd be involved. And so people said to me, and they said, well, what about your company goals? I said, oh, no, I'll just check the sofas after they stand up. I'll find all the money I need. There's a couple of trillion dollars at play. I said, we'll find some of the money. And I feel so free, Ben. I just feel so free because we have a great physical healthcare doctor by the name of Jeff Gladden, who's got a wonderful program in Dallas called Apex, and this is to optimize your health. And I just came back after being tested three months ago, and in all the indicators of fitness and healthcare, I'm in the 99th percentile for 75-year-olds. You know, I'm in far better shape at 75 than I was at 50. And I think the reason is that the last 25 years, without me knowing the name, it's been all about who, not how. Yeah, I mean, whenever I'm around you, even on these calls, I get so much energy just being around you. And I think that that's just a testament to where you're at as a person and what you've been doing. Yeah. So for someone like me, who's 31 years old, who's created a lot of success in my life right now, the reason I'm attracted to someone like Dan, aside from the fact that he teaches true principles, is because what you're doing is amazing. You know what I mean? I mean, what I like about the idea of you going for trillions of dollars if possible is in the next 25 years, because right now where you're at, you see yourself as your actualized self, where you're going to be in 15, 20 years, you can't even imagine no. who, who that Dan Sullivan is going to be and where that Dan Sullivan's going to go. It's really exciting where your current confidence is. And yeah. that's what attracts the who's is that the vision and the future is what attracts people like me to want to work with Dan Sullivan and share this message. So that's why Dan talks a lot about in order to get the right who's on board for these free zone frontiers, You've got to have a powerful future. You've got a powerful why and what, and then you attract it all straight to you. Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah. So just bringing back to that, I now feel that what we're doing in Strategic Coach not only has no competitors, that anyone who wanted to compete with us wouldn't even comprehend how we're doing what we're doing. They can't follow you. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like the yeah. whole idea that there's no way people can follow where you're going because your future is so different. And you yeah. collaborate with people who then create totally unique free zones. There's no way people could ever replicate yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, and what we're seeing is really, you know, we're in the dozens now, and pretty soon we'll have hundreds of phenomenally great people. I mean, one of the big things is what I notice is when people really master who, not how, they realize that why people didn't like them earlier in their life was always when they were doing a how that they hated doing. Totally. And that when you free yourself up from hows that you hate doing and you insource all the who's who just help you be a better person, that then you just become a very, very attractive person 
Well, because you're creating such different results. Yeah. And you know, just to pull this together, your idea of who do you want to be a hero to is all about other people. Yeah. I mean, you and strategic coach, as you even just said, you want to share this and teach this with other people. It's all about other people. It's not about you, you, you. Yeah. People love that because you're being a hero to so many people. Yeah, and just a little parting, and this will be a really interesting concept for a future episode of Who Not How. So we have this wonderful workshop that I just completed a quarter's worth, which is called Who Do You Want to Be a Hero To? And this is another one of our books that supports Who Not How. But, you know, in the last two days, about seven people in the workshop says, yeah, well, number one is I want to be a hero to myself. And I said, uh, I said, the problem is that you trying to be a hero to yourself that's is actually the, that's actually <laughs> the problem. That's actually the problem. And I said, the best way to treat yourself and actually release yourself so you can be a future version of yourself that's much better is not to have it be about you, but actually have it about being a hero to other people. I said, if you're just increasingly more and more of a hero to other people, I can guarantee you, you're all taken care of. You'll be in really, really great shape. Your level of confidence will be so different. I well, mean, and just look at the trap that people are, that they feel unsafe because people don't respect them for who they are, but what they're demanding that the world respect them for who they were really when they were about 12 years old. You know, I want to be able to go through life as a 12 year old and I want you to respect me. And, you know, <laughs> the world's a lot bigger than you are, right? And you then grow a lot when you make it about the world. Every baby, when they're born, has completely mastered all that's needed to have the whole world be about you. Yeah, this is about expanding in consciousness and possibility. This is about including massive numbers of other human beings and who you are. And I said, we call those adults. We call those adults. And I said, I've met 80-year-old babies and I've met 15-year-old adults. You know, it's a matter of choice of how many other people you include inside of who you consider you are. And Ben, you're one of the main people that I consider going forward who I can become. Well, I'm with you. Seriously, I love, you know, this probably is the last thought because I know we've gone over, but 25-year collaborations just takes away the stress of time. Yeah. And it allows you to develop the biggest free zone frontiers possible. And so... Yeah. There's no stress on time. The only stress is how big the future is going to go. And that's not a stress. It's just pure freedom, pure energy. Yeah. So no, I'm with you, Dan. I love this. You give me so much energy. So thank you. <laughs> okay, Ben, we got our jump because yeah, uh, go on, this. on this, but a real appreciation. One last thing about what you learned here, because I've certainly got a lot that I learned. Oh, gosh. Mine is insourcing. Outsourcing is really hard, but insourcing yeah, is yeah. easy. That's a really good term. Yeah, I think just bigger and bigger on me as far as the idea that any goal is not necessarily a future outcome, but it's a future version of yourself. And that that future version of yourself is different from your current self. And you do that by being a hero to other people. I mean, I just think that that's, that's such a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ben. And for all of you, we have other podcasts of Who Not How. So just check the platform where you clicked on us and it takes you to strategicpodcast.com and you'll see other Who Not How podcasts and other Strategic Coach podcasts. Thanks a lot, Ben. Yeah, it was a blast. Excited to do more of this, Dan. Bye. See you guys.